Hopkins. And we are back by popular demand. I've heard you were clamoring for it. The fan mail sent in has been fantastic. Uh, I have really enjoyed the comments about Alex's sultry voice and my high-pitched squeals. I have enjoyed the feedback from other members of our community who said such things as it was a great listen on the toilet. Poop for the ears, poop for the toilet. So, Alex, we're here today to discuss several important topics that are coming up in the league. Obviously, the league season is done. We'll, we'll get a little bit on your reflections on that, the heartbreak you suffered amongst others. And we'll pop in a quick review of the mini draft that took place earlier this evening and a little preview of the playoffs and the Titus. Yeah, a real action-packed podcast, I think it's fair to say, coming up. As you said before and prior, great review so far. Definitely a great read to have on the toilet was my favourite report back we had and also being ridiculed for my opinions which has been always my downfall it seems through for my colleagues and my fellow managers so I can't wait for a bit more of that especially come finals day when we listen back to this was a collective I'm sorry for going so hard on you with the criticism after the last one I won't do it as much on this one okay no I feel like you needed to earn your fan base and you did that very well I think you really made a apartheid between us so well done well, I meant that and then the criticism I gave you afterwards for all that shit you said. So let's start off by reviewing the mini-draft. You're probably wondering what this is, aren't you, Miller? So the mini-draft is something that us managers that have made the playoffs get together once a season. Oh, yeah. We, sit, going, we sit in our high chairs and we look down on the rest of the league. We look at those little players, those little nuggets, those little morsels, and we just pluck them, whoever we want from your squad three times Um, what happens to those players who belong to the teams for game week 37 38 though what i'm I'm trying to play along here you ruined it i'm acting like because i've never been it before so you know you went to go we don't have 37 38 for those morsels down there in the middle of the table you ruined the whole thing cut this keep keep, keep this out the the problem was that i can see the viewers can't listeners viewers listeners Obviously can't see you, but I saw like real shock and surprise on your face. And I was like, oh no. Like acting. I... <laughs> acting, sure. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I get the concept. I have been there before, obviously by proxy. Uh, so it's like a school trip when you go to the courthouse or something like that. You get to kind of view and see what goes on, what would happen, sort of, kind of thing. So I'm, I'm well aware. I just obviously never done it with my own team hey, yet. Hey, hey, give that chin up, big guy get that one yet i believe in you thank you thank so i'll give you a quick one run through of who went where you know you can muse on that where your babies went and then you can give us your opinion on who are the winners and who are the losers and whether aaron panicked under the bright lights first pick went to joe he took salah numero two no pick came to me and i took Mane. aaron then went defender and took trent alexander arnold Luke went in with the first forward and took Jamie Vardy. Joe then went along with the trend and took Iheanacho. I went Rafinha. Aaron goes Watkins. Nichols goes Harrison. Joe goes Dallas. I go Lindelof. Aaron goes Luke Gayling. And then Nichols. Oh, I've just burped. (laughs) I saw that. I could see that happening. I was trying (laughs) to hold it in. And it was coming up. No one will ever see what 
the, uh, the the confliction you had right there between trying to do your duty of this podcast, but also your natural body wanting to repel <laughs> the gases within you. I think it was just about the ailing pick, quite frankly. But Nichols took Havertz last. That was the last one. We got that. Initial reactions. What's your takeaway? Um, I think it was inevitable that the uh, Liverpool boys, the Liverpool wingers would go very early on. We spoke about this previously, which didn't make it to our other podcast. But yeah, Salah was almost a salient pick, wasn't he? It was a fait accompli, if you were. Uh, and Mane, of course, he's not been the best of form this season. But Burnley and Crystal Palace, Liverpool have got, you can understand why you'd pick them up. Uh, Liverpool really fighting for that top four space. That's the only thing really up for grabs this season at the moment. You know, top four between Chelsea, Liverpool, and uh, well, I think Tottenham might be just out of it. They'll still they'll still push on. I think let uh, Leicester. I think all, all but confirmed really is theirs to lose. So I think it is quite important when thinking about these picks to think what's left up for grabs. Obviously, the title's been decided and all the teams have been relegated. So. Yeah, that, that, that fourth spot, those are third and fourth spots are really what is driving teams to put out their best team still in the remaining two games. Yeah. <laughs> you seem you see kind of impressed, but not sure if that was. I've got to be honest. Obviously, this bit's getting cut. <laughs> okay. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. I got very, very distracted. Like I'm looking like across the street right now. That like there's a window behind my laptop. Looking across the street, and literally a light flicked on and off, and I saw like someone drop to the floor. <laughs> I think because they they just probably saw me stare. What? Because I'm looking at the laptop, and it looks like I'm staring across. Oh, right. Probably just like <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, we're, we're, that, that's getting cut. That's getting cut. No, no, that's staying in. That's the charm of this. Honestly. <laughs> yes, agreed. Uh, Champions League is the only race left to run. And it's until the last games, I thought it wasn't going to be very interesting because I thought Leicester and Chelsea were going to kind of go away with it. But Arsenal got one over on Chelsea and suddenly Liverpool are, are back in it. Obviously, Salah was the best pick. There's no getting around that. Well done, Jamie. I'll talk to you get Salah. But Manny's all right, although he's just had an awful year. He's going to get played. That's, that's the kind of point. You know, the, the strongest team Liverpool can put out, they are going to put out the next two remaining games and they're against Burnley Crystal Palace. So, you know, it, it's who's really going to guess if Alison Becker can score a goal from ahead of for God's sakes, then uh, anything's possible. Oh, that was incredible. I am a little worried though. Liverpool haven't been so kind to me. Jota getting injured just when I needed him. But <laughs> there we go. I like I like Aaron's Trent pick as well. Like again, Liverpool are going to be gunning for it. He looks like he might have his assist fire lit under him again. So yeah, well, we'll get into it a little bit more. But I'd love to discuss with you your your belief in your abilities this year. Obviously, the Bailey curse is a very prevalent thing we're all familiar with. So. I'd just like to see how you're doing this year, not having the commissionership on your shoulders for once. I've just been trying to write a story, a story of a scrappy underdog. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't do that at the start because clearly I was the favourite. Now it's been long enough that everyone's going to be rooting for me. Right? Right? Well, I uh, well, I can't. I can hear crickets chirping. That's about it. But I can't speak for everyone. 
I, I have a favourite. I'll reveal to it later if I have to, but I don't want to. I don't want to hurt any feelings. I mean, uh, I hope but... you will reveal it because that's a segment of the show. <laughs> I'm buying time. Still, the time. I'm trying to get my rationale together. But going back to your topic of how the mini draft went, yeah, you know, the usual suspects went. It was Salamani, TAA, and uh, Vardy. Ian Acho, my boy. I've I've given him a home, a platform for him to partner on a show, and he's obviously found a home. Unfortunately, it's with the Sith Lord himself. You know, Leicester, again, it's theirs to lose, but I don't think they'll put, in recently crowned French Cup champions, I don't think they'll put a weak inside out at all. They've got Tottenham in 38 and uh, still for time, still for time, scroll, scroll, scroll. And 37, uh, they have Chelsea. So very, very hard games. But still, those big games, and Leicester, especially the season, have been able to have their top players perform. Who do you think got the best picks of the mini-draft? It's hard to look past Joe just because you've got Salah and Ianacho. Obviously, I'm biased with Ianacho. It's interesting looking at Aaron's picks. Is there a bit of Leeds bias there with the ailing pick? You know, is that completely justified? You know, they have got West Brom and they have still for time. So we've got, got Southampton. You know, you get, you get, that's why Harrison also went to, to Nichols. But I, I believe you, you pick up Lindelof, I think was a good strategy. You've now got three United players. So, you know, if that's a clean sheet, that's all, you know, what potentially a quick maths off the top of my head. It's 18 points coming to you. So that's a big tactical move. And I guess what you got to look at it, again, I've, I've never been in the playoffs by my own single team, so you'll have to tell me. You have to literally take it one game at a time, but also with one eye on the final, just in case you get there. So you are going man to man with Aaron, in a sense. So, you know, that Lindelof scandal, which happened earlier in the season with inquiry, uh, inquiry going into it deep uh well less said about that the better but also you've uh, got your yeah, man we don't want to defame your character any more than it already has been you know you've got uh, a rocky road to recovery but i think you'll get there well this podcast i think does that anyway let's <laughs> not give it any more fuel shall we but a question for you who, who do you think perhaps came off the worst who didn't maybe strengthen as much as they should have done biggest blunder made should we say out of sequence have left it to well i think we we said it as much in the mini draft we think Aaron could have probably got Watkins in the third round, meaning he could have taken Dallas in the second if he had wanted to. But uh, it's not it's not too bad. No real major errors, but you know that 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 tiny mistake from Aaron there that just comes with practice, baby. It just comes with practice. What do you say about was the strike position something Aaron really needed to field? He had he's in form for Mino all of a sudden, and there's a Bamford who can show up. You know, There's no what, such thing as an inform Firmino. <laughs> well, we, I think we've got ebbs and flow, but we've got a bit of flow at the moment, especially after last week's performance. But yeah, was that the correct choice? Um, you know, they're facing Spurs, and I well, said you got to look. At, Ooh, yeah, well, I I wouldn't have been unhappy if I had had to keep El Ghazi because I I do think Spurs are a little vulnerable, um, and their underlying stats also say the same. So. I think he could be good. Like, don't get me wrong, I was a little, yeah, that he picked him up. I'd rather, I think I'd rather he would have got Vardy or, or Ian Acho just because I think the matchups are tougher. I just think, as I said before, you've got to look at getting past the semifinals and I, I'm just not sure you got to look at 37 and then go right against Spurs. It, you know, it could be a difficult match and Aston Villa could come away about scoring anything. So you think, well, they've got to be two measly points, I'm not sure. So uh, was there someone else you could have potentially gone with which maybe would have been a better, almost certain uh, higher points than Watkins, but I don't no, think I, I, so. No, no, honestly, I would have taken Watkins over what was left after Vardy and he, yeah, 
I think honestly, like Aguero is probably going to play 38. Probably won't play the full 90 though. He'll probably get subbed off to get that little bit of applause. I don't know if he'll play 37 because City are at home 38. So yeah. Well, Aguero was left on the board. Uh, you know, my my man. Uh, what about Havertz? Are you uh, were you surprised? A little. We discussed it in the group as well. Havertz was a, was an interesting one, but he certainly. I'd rather have Havertz than Ziyech, who's in his team. I'd certainly rather have Kai Havertz than Dwight McNeil. But Bazinga. Foden was left behind. Who could who could play and could get the the only trouble you get into with that is you get into Pep Roulette. And there is there is always the worry in these games, especially with how close they are together, that you won't get a full team out, which we'll touch on in the semi-final preview. It scares me. And that's part of the reason why I've gone so heavy on United and Leeds and Southampton <laughs> and City. Well, Nichols is now very heavy on Chelsea when you look at it as well. So... No, he's putting all these eggs in one basket. It seems well, well, the so. the reason I've done mine in one bar in in the United, the Southampton, the Leeds, the City is because I should I'll be able to definitely see the United, Leeds, and Southampton lineups before the game week starts. So I'll know one hundred percent who's playing, and the City lineups will come out as the game week starts. So if any of like those insider Twitter accounts tweet anything out fifteen minutes or so before the lineups come out. I should be able to make some informed decisions. Very good. Nice insight on how you operate during the week before uh, the big game week. I, I've wow. been cucked too many times by... <laughs> fucking, that one year, I really thought I had it locked and Klopp's Liverpool were in the Europa League and he decided to play Coutinho for 16 total minutes across a double game week. And I was furious. But... I don't think there's any major losers. I think Joe's obviously the winner getting that first pick against Salah. He's the best. Yeah, I agree. I think Joe did the best to round this sort of segment up. And if we have to label worst, or maybe should we say not as lucky, maybe it's a better term to coin it as, I would. Yeah, it's got to be between <laughs> Aaron and Luke, if I'm honest with you, but I'm not Hunter Schutz old in the ailing. You know what I mean? It just stands out for me as a bit of an odd one. You have a bit of justification behind it, and I'm not sold on the Watkins. I'm, I'm sorry, Aaron, but I'm going to have to go with you. But don't take away any love or affirmation I have for you. It's, it's still very much there. I I'll also go for Aaron, but simply just because I'm playing him in the semis and I'm looking to get any digs <laughs> in now that I can before I come crawling to him with my tail tucked between the legs on Thursday. Are you going to be able to be completely unbiased for this thing? No, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to rein you in a little bit then, because I can't have you going off on a tangent. This isn't, you know, you're not hitless, but standing on a podium right now addressing the nation. I want you to make sure that this is a very neutral I podcast. Think, I wasn't unbiased in the last one. Well, I just don't want, because you're now there and you're getting a bit happy. It's like killing Christmas. I don't want you to get carried away thinking this is your chance. Happy? I'm more nervous than I've ever been. <laughs> Well, you've been here so many times and you know what failure is like. It's basically like an alcoholic know what booze is. It's surely second nature. So what you're saying is you will never, you don't understand what the pain is like. Therefore, you cannot quantify how nervous I am. You sound jealous. Is that, are you jealous? Because it's a lovely place to be in right now. I don't know what you're going through, nor do I in a way. I'd be feeling better if I had Jota. Let's put it that way. Right. That's your summary, is it? Is that your audio excuses in early? 
No, I've got oh, to be. Oh, we'll get to them later, though. I've got. I've look. I've got the excuses from one to ten racked up here. We've just hit number one. We'll get to the rest, but we don't want to jump the gun. Let's move on, or from us both, unfortunately, picking Joe as the winner because of the midi. Of the yeah, mini I do need a shower, to be fair. <laughs> um, ah, yeah, I do like that Dallas pick. Let's look at the first semi-final. Round one. Bignor versus Nickmull. Nickmull, nice. Didn't get it trending. Hashtag it. Hashtag it. <laughs> hashtag hashtag uh, Bignor Nickmull for live entries into our grand prize draw. Terms and conditions apply. So That's all let's have a little look. What do you think from Old Snake Kips versus Recon Stark? So I'm, I'm going to have to. Again, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to just going to nip it in the bud right now. I think Joe does have the strongest team out of all four people. But then, that, you know, when it comes down to brass tacks, it doesn't really count for much. You know, again, so you said you've been slighted so many times by squad rotation, so many things gone wrong. But on paper, it's hard to see past Joe's team. And, you know, he's very Spurs heavy. And, you know, they got Villa, and I can see that going their way. Um, I just think Chelsea are going to have a really hard game against Leicester. So it's kind of like a bit of a Spurs versus Chelsea. I can see your face looking at me. And I feel disgusted saying this as well, but it's my opinion also. <laughs> but you got Salah in there now as well, which is a bit diverse in there. You know, yeah. Has old Snake Hips had a Liverpool player throughout the whole season? Has he done it without a Liverpool player? Maybe. I, off the top of my head, I can't think of it. So this is the first sort of kind of inclusion of Salah. Uh, and you got Juan Bissaka, who's been solid throughout the whole season as well. It's um, yeah, Zinchenko's getting some minutes as well. It's, it's I think he can get definitely a full eleven out, and it'll be a strong eleven. And bloody Cavani as well. <laughs> bloody Cavani. Why did Bowler do that? I don't know. I don't know either. When they say two percent milk, I don't know what the other ninety-eight percent is. Um, but trying to give some credit to, I said trying to, like I'm, I'm diminishing his accomplishment here. Again, Nichols well done so much. Trying to give some compliments to Nichols. Um, you know, again, drawn to the Liverpool player, uh, to the, sorry, to Chelsea players. And I just think they've got a hard one against Leicester. They may turn Leicester over. They may still be a part of lifting the FA Cup. If it doesn't go their way, then I think it's a, it's a hard one for Nichols to come back. But then you've got Jamie Vardy in there. So if it doesn't go right for Chelsea, at least he has the person probably caused it. And Rashford, again, Rashford can turn up on days. You know, United are basically second anyway, but I think they'll want to finish strong the last two games. Look at a game week 37, they got Fulham. Well, they get Fulham, so it could be a field day for United. What about yourself? So as someone who's looking at this quite keenly, someone, you know, your final rival, how are you feeling? I think Joe Gozin is the favourite, obviously, just based, even if you're just basing it off league position. And then even before you look at the players, you look at the players and you say, yeah, yeah, it's definitely favourite. I will say, now you not only have to get past the Tottenham trio, you've got to you've got to hope Salah doesn't go crazy as well. It will be interesting to see Joe captains. I have a sneaking suspicion, and this is going to come out after the lineups are out and the games have been played. I think he might go Salah captain. It's because he's never done it before. It's new. It's well, I mean. Do you hear that, Joe? You're so predictable. We're in your head before you even knew it. I know. I know his thoughts on Burnley, and I. I think he. I think he'll think that Salah can wreck them, and I, I'm inclined to agree with him. I see. I only see like one path for Nichols to make it to the final, 
and it's those United lineups coming out, Rashford being a starter, him captaining Rashford and Rashford having a haul. Like that's that's his only pathway for me. And then hopefully Leicester and Chelsea both realise that they really want the win rather than just playing for a draw and potentially being overtaken and Havertz and Werner and Vardy just start You got you got some interesting players in Luke's team who almost feel like they're out of place. You know, you got Ben Mee, for example. You got Fernandez from Newcastle. Newcastle facing Sheffield, so that could be maybe a, a silent six points there, which adds up. Uh, you know, McGinn's in there. He, I don't think he's done too much this season, but when it counts, he can produce something for you. And of course, he has Harrison in there, which he picked up. I, I, the Fernandez one, uh, I assume, is cover for Paul Dummett that mm. Joe has. So they both have a Newcastle player. The Ben Mee one's a bit surprising, and then Mings as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. It's very all or nothing. If if he decides to play Mings, if Mings keeps a clean sheet, he might win simply because the Spurs guys then have haven't done anything. Well, yeah. So I I'm going for Joe uh, for that. So I expect to see Joe in the final. I assume you're saying the same. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it will be a full 35 Fleming House final. Ooh, spoilers! Um, yeah, I think I think Joe will do it. I think Nichols knows that he's in an uphill struggle, but we've seen some wild results. We have these, seen that, haven't we? These things can Who happen. Are Who are we to say anything? Um, it's worth noting that you know this is uh, Nichols's third straight playoff, as well as Joe's. They are no stranger to this position. So you'd like to think that a bit of their veteran is going to be kicking in right now, preparing. I think the rule one would be make sure you get 11 players out. I think you would agree from the outside looking in. I think at that stage, you definitely want a team, which you know, you don't want any players, any zeros, um, especially from your bench if you've got to come in for subs. Um, so, but I think both of them will be able to get a team out. You know, I, I look at that Cancelo though, but will Cancelo play again? I, so I do, I do think Nichols could be a little a little hamstrung maybe by this and he could maybe struggle like I could see Ziyech not playing Cancelo might not play actually I think the rest of them all would so all right perhaps I'll, I'll backtrack on that and say he will Joe on the other hand Cavani might not play because he's been pretty absent recently Mares maybe not because Pep and Zinchenko maybe not but again that's only three so you'd still expect him to get a full team out I'm sorry I just realized we've absolutely ignored one standout player in the season Got so. Oh, I mean, his form has gone right off the boil. Well, it's, I think Lingard, you can't write him off at all. He's, I will he's, write him off now. Against West Brom, though? Yep. Interesting, you heard it first, everyone. <laughs> Captain Muggins here writing off Lingard. Uh, Creswell will get 20 to 25 points in that game and Lingard will come off with 58 minutes. Okay, you heard it first. We'll review a full review when we're all sitting around. We can now point everyone. If you all together, please stand up, turn and face Ian wherever he's sitting, and point and laugh in his face. You to feel free to do the Simpsons Maha at him as well. Aaron, I know you got this in the bag. Off you go. My Jokes friend. on you because I haven't made the final and I haven't turned up here. Woo! Right, should we move on to the other? Uh, some are saying less important fixture. Not me, of course. Other people are. I've uh, got the t- Twitter poll in now. Yep. Oh, that's yes for the other. Um, we have Ian Bailey, the veteran of this. Uh, how many times have you been here, Ian, out of interest? Every time. Every time. And how many times have you won that coveted Eva? As many times as you have. So... <laughs> 
No, bagel, then. I'm so confident, cock. I don't know where you're going with that. You got me. <laughs> Cut this out. Going up against um, the winner of the Titus last year, Aaron. Round two. Yeah, what an amazing rags to Rich's tail. I'm so proud of the boy. He's done so well this season. I sound like I'm being like cond- condescending. I'm not. I'm just admiring how well he's done. No, it's, it's, proved- it's hard not to. Yeah, I mean, I. So what I think is that the first time he had that penis rammed down his throat, he blacked out and didn't remember it. The second time, he did remember it, and he said, "I don't like this feeling. I do not want it to happen again. I do not want a tattoo." Subsequently, his, his draft was decent, and his pickups have been good. His pickups have been good. Unfortunately, he couldn't carry that through to the mini draft, but that's neither here or there. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you're, you're very biased sort of on this topic, and I feel like it may be no point asking you some of the questions, which I am going to, but for the sake of consistency and a fair podcast, I will ask you, how do you feel Aaron is going to fare in his first playoffs? And do you think he's going to... You know, are you looking at that team and thinking, oh, damn, I could, you know, this could be something quite formidable? Yeah, I certainly, I think we're both in agreement that this is the more competitive semi-final. Joe's quite a, a big favourite in his one, whereas mine and Aaron's is close to maybe a pick like 50-50. I'd say I have a slight edge, but then again, that could just be my bias. Mm-hmm. I like... I've gone heavy on United. I've picked up three United defenders who I think will all play. I'm not 100% that I am going to play them all yet. I might, I might only play two of them. I'll make a decision on that closer to game time, dependent on lineups. I'm very happy with my midfield. I would really... I think, I think the biggest thing that's going to come back into it is... So KDB's out, been out. He's had a little injury, Pep confirmed, but he's been back in training for the last two days. So if KDB plays, it drastically reduces what uh, Gundo does. Mm, KDB versus Fernandez, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, so I think that'll probably be the, the captain battle that happened. Oh, I don't, I, you know, actually, I don't know if he will, because he's KDB isn't guaranteed to start. So I think in Aaron's position, yeah, I don't know who you captain, actually. Maybe Bamford? No, he's been in drafting form. Can I get a comment on your strikers? How do you feel about them? Are you happy with them? So this is this is an interesting one, right? Because my original plan for the draft was to maybe take one defender and two strikers. Hmm. And then Callum Wilson got injured and Joel Linton starting up front for Newcastle. And Callum Wilson was going to be my first striker pick because I really like Newcastle's fixtures. And for some reason, we are liking to score goals at the minute. Mm-hmm. Joel Linton's on penalties, although he let Willock take the second one. And this is a actual Steve Bruce quote. South Americans think it's bad luck to take two in the same game. Oh, really? I don't heard that before. I thought it was a, if you get fouled, you don't take it. That's something Arsenal used to do. When well, we no, because Joel Linton got fouled and took his and then Willock got fouled and took his. I, um, I just think Steve Bruce is like off his rocker, but it was an interesting quote nonetheless. So what I might even actually be doing is because I'm a bit concerned about Danny Ings's minutes. Uh, Hassan Hootel came out and said that he came off in the 58th minute on advisement from the physio. So I might even be starting Rodrigo and Joel Linton up front and benching Danny Ings, 
which seems a little madness. Um, I suppose I'll be able to see the lineups again, so I've got that in my favour. My main thing is I, I want to get a full team out. I get so angry not getting a full team out for the semis. So I have gone pretty heavy into picking up players who are going to be in the two early kickoffs and then in the City game where I think I'll be able to get some information from a couple of those Twitter accounts uh, we talked about earlier to see if Gundo and Sterling will be playing. I was about to ask you about Rafinha. I just looked so in front of me. I didn't realise he had nine assists and six he goals. That's quite a good a return. Sexy footballer. I can't yeah. even get away from it. I played eighty minutes against Burnley. Only thirty-two against Tottenham. Obviously, he's been out for the last. Oh yeah, he's uh, he's just come back from injury. Um, yeah, I know that now. But <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd say it was um interesting pickup and one that might pay off again with favourable leads fixtures. It's, it's it, it could be. Uh, sort of your hidden weapon so there was it was a two-pronged approach in the mini draft take players that are in those early kickoffs that i think are going to play and how much can i anger aaron so obviously i took rafinha and i saw his eyes start to well with tears. <laughs> like, he panicked like i saw a shake of the head uh, a quick muting an angry fist slam the eyes welled up they're, they're getting red he was holding back tears and then I really slid the dagger home and took Lindelof in the third. And whoo. He went offline, did he? Not tonight. Not in a fun way. <laughs> okay, so uh, do you have any idea at this stage who you might captain? Yeah, it's, it, it, Bruno plays, it's Bruno. Bruno. Yeah. I'll get Fulham as well. No, no, no. Just a quick tip. When you have Bruno Fernandez, you don't think twice. But you didn't oh, start. Oh, I'm going to eat that on the Sunday, aren't I, when he's blanked? <laughs> no. Didn't Bruno start with someone else at the start of the season? Um, he did, but he always remembered who his daddy was. That's right. Okay. <laughs> our fearless leader, our fearless commissioner, doing the, the bidding of yours, not even knowing he's doing it, with your fingers up his ass, moving his mouth. That's uh, it, it's amazing to see what he's done for, for the wider community this season, isn't it? How much he's given back. Wow, charitable. I don't want to be associated with any of his moves this week. Um, it just it's been a, a rough week for the office of the commissioner. Phone's been crazy. Uh, uh, yeah, we, we can discuss that sort of signing off as a sort of kind of what I'm interested to see when we're listening to this how things have changed and where his head's at. Uh, obviously, he's been asked uh, literally for on a plate from the, the wider managers here after what he's done. This, this <laughs> scan. But it's, um, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, it's all going to wrap things up on this then. We're looking more in depth in Aaron's squad. We've focused quite a bit of time on yours, naturally, with you being here and you being able to give us a bit more of an intimate view into your team. Looking at Aaron's team, obviously you had KDB. But you were saying, obviously, before, he might not get full minutes, but he is against the Brighton side. And, you know, he's a consistent player and he wears the armband for him quite a lot now. So, it would be a shame for a competitive reason not to see KDB go up against Bruno for full 90 minutes. But looking at other players, you know, again, you already written off Firmino saying he's not in his form, but he did do very well for Liverpool over the last couple of game weeks. That could come into play as well this game weekend. It, it, we've seen far crazier things happen in the playoffs. And again, with Bamford and Watkins, I think the six different strikers we have are playing, you have to admit he has the strongest strikers, right? Um... I'd argue mine are in better form. What about fixtures-wise? I would argue I'd argue that. mine have better fixtures. Really? Well, you were just 
slating Watkins against Spurs. Newcastle play, Newcastle not... play Sheffield, one of the worst defensive teams. Southampton are against Leeds. Would hope there to be goals because Southampton have found their scoring feet. Also, this Firmino's on a good run of form. He got two goals against Man United in game week 35. He got an assist in game week 35. His last return before that was game week 26, and it was an assist. Good form. He gets one haul every 10 weeks. It's happened, it's been, it's gone. We'll move on to Patrick Bamford, if you like, next. And his fall from grace, if you will. One goal in the last six game weeks. Two goals in the last nine. Off at 57 minutes against Burnley. Off at 58 minutes against Brighton. Do I need more? Describe your face. You're actually shaking your head with so much sass right now. It's amazing. You're actually, you look like you want to inflict pain, <laughs> like you've got something to prove. Maybe I'm trying to get the hunger at you. Maybe this is what drives you to the final, Ian. I'm going to already say if you're in the final right now, we're listening to this, you're welcome for the push. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's what I need. I needed that. So I had to take a year out of the commissionership. I needed that hunger back. <laughs> the junior commissioner has done a good job, though. Let's, let's be fair. Um, yes. So Rodrigo, he's in scoring form. I'd rather have him than Bamford, even if he doesn't start, I think. I, I actually do think Watkins against Spurs is his best striking prospect for the week, though. I do. And I think he will get a goal. Well, isn't that something, as long as you believe? Um, there are maybe a couple of players in his team which I'm a bit worried about. Um, do you reckon Stones will play? Or will he, be, will he suffer from rotation? Uh, I... I would love it if he doesn't, and I really hope he doesn't, but I know what will happen. He definitely will. He will. Pep will do this to me. He won't play Gundo or Sterling, and he'll play Stones and KDB. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what will happen. And right. I'll be like, I'll be like, I'm two men down from the off. It's over for me. What about um, another player who's hit and miss is Pulisic. You know, sometimes he can do a great return. You know, he's, he scored a couple of goals over the last games week, hasn't he, as well? He, again, ebbs and flows with him. And War Prowse as well. It does pop up here of points. I'm not sure what Ali's doing there. Uh, I mean, he, he, he's playing again. He's playing. But, um, okay, okay. Well, yeah, what do I know? I've not been there before. I mean, he, he hit the post in the last game. Did he get an assist as well? Am I making that up? I don't he think I am making that up. Well, who do you think he'll captain? This one, I I really don't know. I think if he gets any news that KDB is going to play, it will be KDB. If not, maybe Firmino or Pogba or Trent. I really don't know. Like that's the only that's my main thing that I'm a bit more confident about in this semi than than um, than the other semi. I, I, I feel a bit better about this because if I was Aaron, I would be a little struggles about who to captain. Whereas for me, I'll be able to see if Bruno's playing and then stick the armband on him. If he's not yeah. playing, then this whole plan falls apart. <laughs> I'm guessing you're predicting yourself as the winner and it'll be a Joe Ian final. Yeah. So you're going with? Yeah, I think it. I think it's going to be. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna obviously go with me. I do think it will be more competitive than the other one. You think it'll be you, close? Tell me those words that I want to hear. Well, this is the thing. I want to be interesting. I kind of want to go Aaron just because there has to be an upset. There's always an upset finals week, isn't there? I know you're, you're, you're scoffing right now at me saying his name, 
but it'll be too easy just to go Ian Joe. Yeah, you know, no one wants to see that final, do they? Really? Don't want to see Fleming House going up against it. Yeah, the, the, the palpitation of arrogance coming around that Hills Barbecue right now, listening to this property. If that is the case, everyone wants to get the fuck out of Dodge as soon as the full time whistle goes, don't they? They're also going to stay around for the closing ceremony. So for that argument's sake, I think, and I think you know where I'm going, just to make this. That's cool. I can I can hit um, stop recording here. <laughs> I think I'm going to go for an Aaron upset, and um, just because I'm I'm rooting for Aaron as the underdog, just because I think he's had a fantastic season. You know, the, the guy and I get on like a house on fire, and I would just love to see him go all the way and be the do what Rick did last season and just prove the doubt was wrong and go on and win this whole thing. So you first of all, I'd like doesn't mean it's going to happen. I would like okay, preference. but. If Aaron doesn't win, who do you think might win? I think Joe might win, and it kills me to say that because he's no, no. Is in in the in the semi. If Aaron doesn't in our semi, if Aaron doesn't win it, who do you think could also win it? Well, then there's only two people in the semi, isn't there? Who's the other one? You want me to say his name? Yeah. Well, slowly. Just say it. <laughs> Say it. Do you, you, you want to call you a bedroom pet name or your actual name? I've got my pants off. Say it. <laughs> I don't want to. I can't. <laughs> I don't feel safe. Just say it so I can edit it over the top of what you said earlier. Ian Bailey. Yes. yes. It's mine. You heard it here. The power of the editing room. And that's all we have time for. <laughs> so we've... We've gone to town on the semis. Let's take a step back. Let's, uh, let's, remember, let's the, remember the bottom. <laughs> let's cast a look down. <laughs> it was about this time last year that Aaron was kicking off about pickups and drop-offs for the Titus. He's been very quiet about it this year. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Rick V. Pill. And let's, let's address the controversy in the group earlier for those of you that don't know commissioner adam bowler tried to pick up a player on the pills behalf have we ever seen this before uh, we have had someone post in the on the facebook group before because on behalf. Some, yeah because somebody couldn't access it i think it might have been when like doug was in china or something right you know, okay. like, legitimate facebook. reason this, however, reeks of collusion. And that's not a word we throw around lightly. Oh, no, not at all. Not recently, definitely not. <laughs> Yourself having been marred with several accusations oh, recently. No, no, I went from zero to 100. That We're not here to talk about that, though. That, that, <laughs> we were found innocent in a, in a kangaroo well, appears. You were found innocent of Sam. It was a bit sus that you were not able to post your messages into the group, probably because they were uh, deceptions. and Accusations wildly being thrown around there. I can see you getting closer and closer to the mic and the camera. <laughs> so st- step off, sir. Step back. Um, not at all. I, I might have to explain myself. It's, the, the ruling's been passed. I don't, this, this is a closed case. Yeah, all right. We're not here to, uh, to talk about your previous case of, we'll call it nearly collusion then, shall we? Let's talk about this case of 
collusion with Hill, the league commissioner, and Rick was fuming, and rightly so. I do think, however, that it is quite hilarious that it's, it's about Andreas Christensen, who Tuchel, in a press conference today, said, with Mateo Kovacic coming back, we'll probably have to lose someone from the squad, and it will probably be Andreas Christensen. <laughs> Yeah, if that's an interesting one, an interesting player for this to happen over, I do agree. It's um, not a high commodity, but yeah. Is it a case of just, was Pill actually unable to access the no, group chat? He was able to message Bowler. The thing was, Bowler was messaging him to let him know about the 8pm deadline for tonight and that pick up, pickups and drops would stop then and anything from that point would be void. And I think he was just trying to inject a little bit of life into him so that he made some pickups and there was a competitive Titus. However, that's going beyond the role of commissioner there. That's, that's, that's crossing a line. There's, there's telling people of the deadline, maybe saying they should pick them up, but recommending and then picking up players for them I think that's a bit of FOMO from the commissioner who's desperate to be a part of something. He can't stand, he can't, he can't stand just being on the sidelines, it seems, this season. Mediocrity. And I welcome him with both arms to mediocrity. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the show, Bowler, and uh, welcome to your new life as commissioner. It's absolutely fine to be, you know, the real backbone of this league, as I keep saying. You know, sort of without us, there would be no playoff, really, or players for the mini-draft, so... You should combine together again, I think, and become Adam Miller, manager of mediocrity again. Yeah, we won the league together, didn't we? And he'll say it was mainly him with me on the side, sort of kind of coming in with a verse. But, you know, we wrote the thing, McCartney and Lennon style. So we won't ever admit that. (laughs) All right, Ringo. Um, (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) So, obviously, if we're just looking at it over the last couple of weeks, the final has been trending Rick for quite a while. He's come back into it he's been active he's picked up players that are doing bits he remembered his password that's the main thing and also to the group chat off silent yes and then pill has done six and drops six yeah whether or not they're gonna do anything is up for debate but it, it was some movement from him at the very least and i think he will have players playing there is a strange amount of Sheffield players in there. Sheffield are at home to Burnley and he's picked up both of their wing back. I'm still not sure on it though. (laughs) Yeah, it's a a strange one, isn't it? Um, I I would never want to throw away, throw around the lazy sort of kind of label, but not knowing But you can and you will. (laughs) And I will. I'm getting there. I I beat around the bush because I don't want him to kick me out of his barbecue, which is so kind of like me around right now. All right, we're here. Like, I'm already here. in. It's too late. It's too late. Right. Don't tell him this to his face or anything. We won't let him know. He's a fucking pussy. <laughs> He'll do nothing. He'll do fucking nothing. I like his flat caps, though. I wish I could pull. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, but just back to the, the matter at hand. And, and thank you, Pill, for getting us back on track here. Uh, <laughs> I'm right now, or you've spat in my burger. But yeah, it's, um, it's a very weak side, isn't it? I mean, Calvert Lewin's really the only standout one, and then against Man City, though. Against City. <laughs> and I, I really do look at the other players, and I do think, oh, that is a real relegation side. <laughs> it's a real tight side. Mm. What you expect. You know, I, I think it's hilarious. I, I'm, I'm really upset to see that Decore didn't make it to the last week. <laughs> I think that would speak volumes of Pill and his integrity if he kept Decore as like his mascot, mm. like Aguero have done with City almost all season. 
Uh, and then I do look at Rick's side and Rick sort of kind of turned on the right moment, didn't he? he kind of like went, all right, I know what I need to do. Yeah, I'll, I'll do what at bare minimum sort of kind of thing. And that, that's, you know, get 11 players out. And and, and so have you. Uh, of course, there are some players and I kind of like tilt my head to like a confused cat. At, but he I, he will get 11 players out. I think that's uh, no doubt there. Uh, what's your take on it? Well, I spoke to a couple of people from inside the Rick Fitzwilliam household and they detailed to me that he had been working on improving his gag. He had been slowly going up from the sh- from a, a small, one of those betting shop pencils. It got bigger, it got bigger. He went fountain pen. And then the only thing that they could find that came anywhere close to the Titus. And although it is the same size, it doesn't bring the same magnitude of the occasion, which is something that you've got to consider when this is going down your throat as well. And the cucumber was too much for the guy. So he said, look, Perhaps this isn't my fate. Perhaps I can find another way around this. And he said, I'm going to double Liverpool defence, Allison and Robertson. Also, what the fuck, Allison scoring ahead of last week. That looks pretty good for the final week because Liverpool have something to play for. Bamiang seems to be playing back up front for Arsenal. Or he did in the last game against Chelsea anyway. And, and they're against Brighton. Yeah. I mean, Brighton are decent, but yeah. And then he's got Greenwood. United have got a good fixture. Antonio is back playing up front for West Ham again because he's finally injury free. Whether he's actually, yeah. So Southampton can be good going forward, but at the back they are they are still woeful. Um, he's got a Leeds defender in there as well, Alioski. Quite like that. Don't know about. I just think if it, it's a solid team, you know, juxtaposition to Pills especially. Again, I don't mean to shit on your pill. It's just comparing the teams on paper. It's hard for me. It's hard to look past Rick, especially the fixes at thirty-eight. You know, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he likes it. I, the, but the prettiest thing is that he strikes a double-barreled, and I think that's me just making a mockery of his team. But it, it's quite satisfying. Historically, hasn't um, held out too much in terms of points return, double-barreled nameless, but. You know, his, things can change on the drop of a hat round here. Just because I don't have up in front of me, have these two been in the tightest before? No. Rick came close once, but saved himself. And I don't think Pill's ever been that low. Well, he certainly hasn't been this low before, obviously, because otherwise he would have been in the tightest. But I don't think he's ever been that low down the table before in terms of like close to. Uh, the relegation this would be the point where uh, we would have done some prep and had some more definitive answers for you but I think what will probably have happened is we'll have looked at some of the EVA history on the day as well so it'll be fine and we can all fill that in for ourselves here so thank you all for being part of this right now we could get people to yell out to us right now (laughs) yeah and then we'll edit it and put it in with the real stuff (laughs) obnicious of us right now going hey okay right bowler now who was in the tightest 2018, 19? Yeah, five you, seconds. What do you think to Ashley Westwood and Scott McTominay making it in? <laughs> oh, all right. Less said, the better, probably. I'm more concerned yeah, of the, uh, the Sheffield. I'm going for Rick to absolutely punish Pill with the long dick of his team and then stick the Titus down his throat. Would, would this be the first time there's been a, a Southern Titus winner? Yes. No. yes it is would. it the first ever or is it the first for a long time? Yeah, we got uh, Bat two-time winner, Johnny, Aaron two-time winner. So 
this is the first Southerner to ever so, win. So we are so we are going to have a new History. Titus winner and a new Eva winner this year. And a new Eva winner, yeah, definitely. And yeah, so the, the, one Northerner has a chance of winning the uh, the Eva, of course. But yeah, it looks favourable for a Southerner. So it could be a, a Southerner across the board, taking all the all the championships. We say all, all the uh, accolades. Interestingly, if you look at Rick's name and replace the R with a D, it says Dick. And if you put age after pill, you get pillage. And that's what will happen to his throat on the day. <laughs> it's interesting when you start to look at it from a real micro in-depth point of view, you can start to read between the lines and really see what's going on. It's there all along, I think. Yeah. That's what's Illuminati confirmed. It's, it's always been there in front of us. Mm-hmm. I also so think- we're, both saying, we're both saying Rick, yeah? Yeah, we're both saying Rick. I think Pill's lazy naming of his team by using Dini in a bottle again will come back to haunt him. Oh dear. Well, Pill, I hope this was a lesson to you. Um, again, I'm not putting you down too much, but I just, as one man to another, I hope this is a wake-up call for next season. And I am. But best of luck. Best of luck, buddy, on the day. <laughs> again, we don't know yet, do we? <laughs> right now, listening to you. We're, by the time we're actually listening to this, because obviously we'll have been delayed listening to it, Pill's already won, and it's just like, it's just <laughs> such a, Me and you are getting absolutely shit on by everyone in the group now. These two know fucking nothing. The finals, Nichols and Aaron, are like, just, yeah, all gone wrong. So, we've come to the conclusion of the season, the final. And we're going to look at this final from a little bit of a multiverse point of view. We're going to look at who's just out of all the semi-finalists, who's got the best chance of winning on the day, who we think out of the teams that will actually get there, who we think will win on the day. Uh, and then I think we'll just talk more about my team. Or just utter bollocks off the top of our heads, which you're all sitting around listening to enjoying completely which right now with a beverage. All we've done anyway, right? But I'm really appreciating your feedback. You'd have already prepped for this. I could fucking tell you that right now. Um, Nick- Don't reveal the magic. Don't peek behind the curtain. <laughs> what curtain? This is a bare naked tell all show. <laughs> right. Um, so, final, you think that it's going to be Joe and Aaron, you little cunt. But. To be clear, to be clear, I hope it's Nichols versus Aaron, but I don't think it'll be Nichols versus Aaron. I reckon it will be. Uh, say it. I don't want to say it. Say it. Uh, Joe, Joe will definitely be there. Now, on paper, it'll be you versus Joe, but I'm going to say it's going to be Aaron versus Joe. So I'm having a bit of common sense and a bit of whimsicalness going in there as well. Yeah, you're right. You do Whimsy. the answer. I'll do the proper one after this. Off you go. What, you want my scenario for the final? Yeah, I just what, if it's Joe versus Aaron, how do you see well, it going? I, I, I said earlier, I'll say it again. Unfortunately, it will be the Dark Sith Lord himself winning for the first time and finally having some self-value to that menial little pathetic thing he calls life. It will be Joe who unfortunately wins this season. And I think that's what I want to say about it. Don't ask me to go into why I'll give him any plaudits or admiration because I don't think I physically can. Do you, know, do you know what he said to me after listening to our first podcast? Didn't talk about me enough. <laughs> Self-centered bastard. Wasn't wasn't enough talking about me. I didn't like it. You've got to talk him about you've got to talk about him a little bit because otherwise he's look, okay. He's a very so, stabby boy when he's angry. Just, oh he is. He's probably rubbing my face like Jimmy yes. the over. Hey right Lester now. Miller. 
Spurs play Leicester. Leicester, who will have something to play for. Spurs, who won't. No, they won't, will they? Pathetic club. Um, and before you say it, yes, you finished above. Let's get over it. I'll beat you to it, didn't I? Um, Joe has done very, very, very well this season. Um, hats off to him. He's been first for as long as I can remember, and he's never he's never dipped in form, annoyingly. Um, what more can you say apart from the guy had a fantastic draft, one of the strongest draft this season, and it's paid off going for the Spurs double. Um, well done, Joe. Consistency was truly key, and you made some good pickups and trades along the way. And I think for that reason, you will win the EVA, and you will never shut up about it, and you will constantly remind people because you don't know what it's like to have a serious trophy in your life because you support Spurs. So on that note, enjoy the success, but everything dies so will this rain. Before you know it, you will fade into insignificance once again, like you always do. Right, next hey, up. Man, that's my housemate you're talking about. Don't be so uncouth. It, it could be your <laughs> rival final. Yeah, I know. But I, I think we're going to agree on a cordial final if it is me and him, because otherwise one of us will not be coming home. A gentleman's agreement. Huzzah! You, you will move back to Wantage, yeah? Wantage's crime rate skyrockets. The first case of murder in 30 years. Do you actually do you think you can win it? That's a better question to ask you. You're in it, not me. Oh, yeah. I do. I think that United is going to be my my way in, hopefully. Wait, you don't have to believe. I didn't. I didn't. I'm a little bit worried that Bruno maybe might not play against Wolves. If if that does happen, that will be known as the great cucking of 2021. Bruno smashes me the semis and then doesn't play the final. And it's just... I'm also so, so scared he's going to get a red card because he gets a little snappy when uh, when things aren't going his way. It'll be a Fabregas all over again, won't it? Yeah, I, I, I am. That's always going to be on my mind. I actually think Big Joel, Big Joel Linton at Newcastle, the player who I've slated so much ever since he signed for us, could be my guy this year. Not against Fulham, but yeah. Uh, if, if Joe will captain let's say mm, Lingard, I'll, I will captain Joel Linton for the final if it's me versus him. That gentleman's agreement right now. Yeah, that's coming out after the lineups are out. And um, we've already named our teams and the games have gone underway. A gentleman's <laughs> agreement. <laughs> Huzzah! Um, well, here's a question for you. If you were to make it to the final, because we've spoken a lot about the semi-final, obviously your team stays the same. How yeah. much changing of that team and perhaps a different captain would ensue. Yeah, well, the Leeds, the Leeds assets are still really good. They're at home to West Brom. And considering it'll be the, the first game Leeds fans are seeing in the Premier League, I think the Leeds boys could be at it a little bit, which was why I was trying to get Dallas as well. I'm a bit gutted that, that Joe got him. And then the other, the other one that could be big is Liverpool at home to Palace. Mm-hmm. Oh, it could be Salah versus Mane. And if Joe's putting the armband on Salah there, which again, probably, probably will, I might. You're predictable, Joe. You're so fucking predictable. Yeah, I might have to go Mane, which just doesn't instill me with any sort of confidence, really. <laughs> doesn't fill anyone with confidence. 
but City at home as well. Like again, the, so the, the obviously the big benefit of the final is all the matches kick off at the same time. You can see all the lineups. You can put a team out. Hopefully, <laughs> you at least get a team of players you know will be starting out. Mm-hmm. So I I feel good for it if I get there. Just slightly worried about those United assets that look so good for the semi-final being rotated because they've got that they've got the Europa League obviously. So you're pretty certain you will be facing Joe in the final. I'm not going to fully discount Nichols, and if it, and if Nichols is in the final, Chelsea away to Villa isn't the most exciting. Again, obviously, if he makes it, he's got Rashford as well at United. I. I'd rather play Nichols. <laughs> I just don't. I don't want to play Salah. I wanted Salah. They got a Champions League final. Think about Chelsea. Yeah, they do. And the thing is, with Tuchel, you just don't know who he's going to play. Just it, it's just madness. So yeah, like like I say, I'd, I'd rather play Nichols because I feel like I'd have a better shot of beating him. But I still feel like I've got a good shot against Joe. Let's let's have a, let's be fair. Let's let's talk about Aaron's chances as well. I like Aaron's game week thirty eight. I think it's I think he's got some pretty good players with pretty good matchups. Leeds against West Brom, I think could be Leeds tend to do really, really well against the teams that try to play in a classic way. They did it against Burnley uh recently, and I think they could I think they could put quite a few past West Brom. So I'm I mean, fingers crossed on that for me, but Bamford could be in amongst it. He'll be able to see if De Bruyne and Pulisic playing and Deli Alley. Uh, Warprouse and Pogba, I'd expect to play there. They've got pretty good games. Uh, more favourable game week 38 than 37, you would say, for Aaron? Potentially just based off of fixture congestion, because I think I think I could be fortunate and maybe Stones and De Bruyne don't play. And then again, it could go the exact opposite way. Stones and De Bruyne and Pulisic could all play in the semis and then none of them could play in the final. And it will just be heartbreaking. That that would be a proper Aaron move, actually. He wins the semi-final, like a real tight semi-final that he comes out just on top of. And suddenly we're all like, all right, team Aaron, because everybody hits Joe. And then half of his team doesn't play. <laughs> and Joe absolutely smashes him. But then there's another bomb scare. And then the games don't get played and we don't know who wins. So you are saying you to win the Eva finally after what was it six years six seasons well i'm not gonna say anybody else am i well yeah it would be wrong for you wouldn't it um and i, I am fortunately reluctantly gonna go with joe it hurts me to say that and admit it um <laughs> the only redeeming factor of joe winning is that i got to name his team this year and it's called north london is red cane out i have a small mouth ah <laughs> oh. Lovely. And one day that'll be etched on a trophy <laughs> if be. he does win. Yeah. Looking at the other end of the spectrum, at the bottom of the table, uh, we covered it a little bit, but just to confirm, you think that it will be Rick to avoid the Titus. Mm-hmm. Hill will be crowned the Titus winner this season. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So do I. So do I. Sorry, Phil. Short segment, short and sweet to the point. Sorry. (laughs) And uh, obviously you are the BDB winner. I am. Feels good. How do you feel about that? Yeah. yeah. Like like I said in the group, having Paul's penis wrapped around my waist is going to wear those trousers mighty high. 
Now you've got to find a, a woman to exploit and use that on right now, don't you? I'll use it to fuck Joe in the final. <laughs> Fighting talk from that champion. Yeah, I know, but I'm going to be such a simpering little bitch when it comes to it. I right, think well, I think that's I think about that wraps up nicely, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're talking the symmetry there, lovely. I think um, it's, been, it's been lovely talking to you. It's been lovely seeing your face and hearing your voice. Do you know what? Uh, I, I, I get nothing more of a kick out of listening to us, listening to us, oh, people around sucks. us. That'd be um, nice, wouldn't it? Well, I'm looking forward to not just seeing your face and hearing your voice, but touching your body oh. at the weekend. And this, oh, goes, sitting this goes for right all now, of you. If... If I haven't already stuck a finger, just a little cheeky finger in each of you, then know that it's coming. <laughs> this is your warning. Everyone's going to be turning around like, I haven't had it yet. <laughs> well, it's been an absolute delight seeing everyone's faces and Joe's. And um, I, I can speak in, in the future, sort of kind of preempting. It's been a great weekend and it's nice to finally be part of my full draft weekend. So thanks for reluctantly having me. And uh, to many more years. But I think that's a nice way to leave this podcast and this prediction, should we say? Yeah. And um, I- I'm looking forward to see how wrong we've been in this episode. Me too. Me too. I- I'll, be- I'll be like absolutely drunk off my tits because I haven't made the final having lost to Aaron like 85, 12 or something like that. Anyway, let's get the house band to uh, play that outro. Whoa, 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 whoa. Isn't there like a, another game or something? No. Come on. I, not usual, but I swear there's something else we've missed. I, they don't do like a playoff final for the BDB. That just ends at the regular season. That's wrapped around my waist currently. Uh, oh, it looks good, by the way. No, no, no. Isn't it um, something new about this season? Something introduced to help Bowler sort of cement himself as something significant this season? Oh. I can't put my finger on it. Um, it's what they it's it's like um the Carabao the League Cup. It's one of those. Oh, like, yeah, it's a cup. something that doesn't matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I mean, Spurs like still can't win it, but uh that's that's just typical, isn't it? Uh, what are they calling it? Uh, the cup. Oh, the Alicia Schmidt Cup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that it's... actually the name? That is actually the name because if you, if you look back in uh, your WhatsApp, there will be some hungry butt pictures of her. Right. Well, you see, I didn't actually even qualify for it. So never really been on my radar. You know, I want to focus more on the league. You, and that proved to be its worth, didn't it? Well, you know, two points shy. You know, uh, if something had gone another way, perhaps we'd be having a different conversation. But alas... Mm. Can't live Anyways, should we do a segment on that then quickly? Let's look at the final between Adam Bowler and Luke Nichols. Mm. Well, they had a separate tab because, you know, it, it's so prestigious now. They can set up a different team. So looking at that, shall we analyse currently what they've put out and how that would fare come game week 38? Mm-hmm. Anyone taking your eye, Ian, at this stage? I know it's early doors we're doing this, but... I imagine these teams will stay pretty much the same. Yeah, well, they, they can't make any changes. So uh, it's going to be the 
the squads that are there that go out. Obviously, again, we've already talked about who has the best fixtures for game week 38. You've got the likes of Liverpool, United, uh, Leeds at home to West Brom, um, Arsenal at home to Brighton, although Brighton are looking pretty good after their midweek results. I think because obviously Bowler gets to keep Salah for this game week, Salah is the best player out of his and Nichols' combined squads to have there. And then after that, you'd maybe even say Trent's the second best. So I'm very, I'm very sort of towards Bowler for this cup, which would make sense as he set it up this year just so he could win something. Yeah, there are some players in Bowler's squad uh, who also take my eye, such as Willock and Smith Rowe. I think they're playing very well for them to respected teams. You know, someone like Richarlison, who's guaranteed the start as well, and Ben Teke can't stop scoring at the moment. These players seem to, you know, be quite a force, especially when all on the same team. And yeah, as you said before, looking at the fixtures at the moment, there are definitely some favourable ones for the bigger teams, which he actually has on his side. Uh, but looking across the way up, you know, Nickel's side, he's also going for a top four clash this season as well in the playoffs. Um, but still, you know, he's got there for a reason. There's some good players in there. So I think it would be a very fair matchup, these two going ahead, and it would be made for a good final, in my opinion. I think one of the biggest factors will be if Nichols comes through his playoff semi-final, his players are going to be pretty G'd up. But if they've lost, they're going to be deflated. How do you how do you pick up a team that's just lost in your playoff semi-final for a cup final at the weekends? You know, the real title that everybody wants will have will have passed or be gone for him. Does Rashford really want to have another Alicia Schmidt Cup in his in his trophy cabinet? I don't think so. Well, this is obviously the inaugural one, so he hasn't got it yet. So maybe you can use that as a carrot. But are you trying to insinuate that perhaps Nichols doesn't have the man management skill to G his players up, even if they go out of the playoff, which is, you know, to be honest, the main pursuit of this season? I, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm saying he doesn't have the man management skills. You know, he's, he's, uh, he's what a teacher now, so he knows how to corral a little group of boys. But oh yes, oh yes, entice them into the van. <laughs> Marcus, come here, come over here. Yeah, just put put those balls in your mouth. No, um. <laughs> got that, got that. <laughs> I think he's got. I think he might be in a little bit of trouble because, and even even if he is into the final for this, we've we've talked about it briefly. There's the Europa League final coming up. There's the Champions League final coming up. United and Chelsea are involved in those, and we could see Rashford, Ziyech, Werner rested. You'd see Cancelo rested. Whereas with the Liverpool guys, they only have the Champions League to be playing for. With Saka, Willock, Smith Rowe, again, they've only got the league to be playing for. Benteke has only got the league to be playing. Uh, Benteke, they ain't got the league to be playing for. I think I think the matchups are are favouring Bowler for this one. And uh, it could be more heartbreak for Nichols. Wait, so you, you don't reckon Nichols, or as you said before, Nichols not going through to the final. So you reckon it would be back-to-back losses? Yeah, I mean, the Bowler-Nichols matchup, as we talked about on the last pod, is one that always throws up these big games, doesn't it? Mm, it does. Uh, good, steeped in history, this one. And... Um, I, I think you're right about... Um, Rotation may hurt Nichols more. Again, uh, he has the players belonging to the people which are the teams that are playing the finals. And it's the last game of the season, so where are their priorities? 
Yeah. Um, it, it's hard to look past. Again, we've always said the most important thing here is you want to get 11 players out. You know, will, will that definitely happen for Nickel's side? I think, it, I think it could be tough. I think it would be really tough, actually. And oh, I think it could be it. I, I hate to say it for the lad because he's, he's, he's a lovely guy. Uh, we both have a lot of shared experience of losing in the playoffs together. And uh, I, I just think it, it could unfortunately be heartbreak again for him. But I will be rooting for him. as the underdog. Of course, of course. Yeah. Not, not the commissioner, the guy who single-handedly took your job and your creation away from you. Well, we'll see how long that lasts, won't we? It's... Uh, I, I think we will put the campaign on hold for a 21-22 commissioner presidential run from myself. As with the current state of things, I'm happy for Commissioner Bowler to continue his downward spiral. The polls have been falling, free-falling, free quite frankly, just out of control, fire after fire, and... He's barely able to douse each fire out. And I think one more year, one more year for him would, would work very well. And uh, it would favour me come election time for 22-23, for sure. And we'll all be rooting for you when it comes to that. Anything to come save us, I believe, might be the, the cry. Yeah. If anything is like this season. But rounding up this segment, Ian, um, we are both probably going for a bowler win. Yeah, pretty, pretty cut and dry. Sorry, Luke. I love you. I do. You're okay. <laughs> uh, if you had a captain, someone from each team, quickly. Uh, Mo for bowler. And then the, the only side benefit Nichols does get is that he will get to see the lineups before he has to pick his team. He can then see out of Rashford, Werner, maybe even Cancelo, who's actually playing and go, and go from there with it. I think if, let's say, all three of them were playing... I'd look. For, I'd look at Werner or Rashford. Maybe just maybe just swing towards Rashford on that one. Excellent. Well, I'd probably go for Rashford as well, and yeah, definitely Salah. I think it's the the, the safest place to go. Personally, mm. okay. Well, we'll leave it there, shall we? Um, we? We didn't forget any other competitions or anything. Not like a a ladder tournament that bowlers concocted, or I don't know, some sort of the best losers of each last game of the game week go into a congregation and they play chess or some nonsense I don't know do you want to turn around and ask him now hold on I've got him on um, he's under puppet in my phone let me just he says it's good he says we're all good yeah 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 excellent well we'll leave it there Ian uh, it's been a delight talking to you and we're now at listeners probably with everyone around us I imagine you can't hear my voice because everyone's cheering and clapping because yeah. they've enjoyed this segment so much calm down with the applause guys Pill has neighbours all right. Okay. Well, go get me a beer, mate, and uh, let's uh, reconvene and talk about how great we are. Woo! <laughs> Woo!